1: And welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagel, and today's show was suggested by Fabio, who writes, I came across a study on bodybuilders, which suggests that a caloric surfeit doesn't contribute to weight gain as you would expect when the extra calories come solely from protein. Can you comment on it? The study Fabio asked me about was published in 2014 in the Journal of the International Society of Sports Nutrition, and it is definitely worth a closer look. The subjects in this study were all in their early 20s, and they were all engaged in heavy resistance training, or weightlifting, They were quite lean and very muscular going into the study. In fact, if you had looked only at their body mass index, their BMI numbers, it looked as if the subjects were on the verge of obesity. But when you look at their body composition, it's clear that the higher body weights relative to their heights were due to their very high muscle mass. One group in the study then added a lot of extra protein to their diet in the form of whey protein powder. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. These athletes had previously been consuming about one gram of protein per pound per day, or about 20 to 25% of their calories. Now, this is about twice the recommended minimum intake, but it's still comfortably within the acceptable range for protein that's laid out by the National Academy of Medicine, which is formerly known as the Institute of Medicine. For the study, the researchers essentially doubled the athlete's protein intake to an average of 300 grams per day. Now that is quite a bit higher than the National Academy of Medicine's maximum recommended intake. And it's also, as the researchers point out, and I'm quoting here, the highest recorded intake of dietary protein in the scientific literature that we are aware of, end quote. The researchers didn't evaluate whether this extremely high protein intake had any negative impacts on liver or kidney function, but many of the subjects did complain of intestinal distress during the study. However, nobody is recommending that eating this much protein would be a good idea on a long term basis. The point of this short term study was simply to find out how eating protein in excess of caloric requirements would affect body composition in highly trained people. And when they say highly trained, they mean resistance training, not trained in the scientific method or whatever. So the subjects didn't eat less of other foods. They just added the whey protein on top of what they were already eating, or at least that's what they were supposed to do. In reality, some of the subjects ended up eating fewer carbohydrates. Others actually ate a bit more carbohydrate, but on average, they managed to increase their caloric intake by 800 calories per day, mostly from protein. And they also continued to do their usual strenuous workouts. So what were the results of this grand experiment? Well, according to the researchers, and I'm going to quote again here, the current investigation found no changes in body weight, fat mass, or fat-free mass in the high-protein diet group. And this occurred in spite of the fact that they consumed over 800 calories more per day for eight weeks, end quote. Now, how is this even possible? Where did all of those extra calories go? After all, 800 extra calories a day for eight weeks equals about 45,000 calories, which, according to the conventional calorie math, should have translated into a gain of almost 13 pounds. And in fact, when you look at the actual data, you will see that the subjects did gain some weight, just not nearly as much as the old school calorie math would have predicted. In the group consuming the extra protein, the average change in weight was a gain of almost four pounds. Meanwhile, in the control group, who purportedly changed nothing about their diets or workouts, the average change in weight over the eight-week period was a gain of almost two pounds. Similarly, both groups gained some muscle. The high-protein group gained an average of four pounds of lean muscle. The control group gained just three And both groups also lost a bit of body fat. The high-protein group lost a bit less than the control group. So how can the researchers conclude that eating the extra protein didn't lead to any weight change or changes in body composition? Well, because the differences between the test group and the control group weren't large enough to be statistically significant. Now, I want you to keep in mind as well that this was a relatively small study. Only about 30 subjects completed the study, and there was quite a bit of variation in the results of the individual subjects, and sometimes that gets a little obscured when we're just talking about averages. For example, in the group consuming the extra protein, the average change in weight was a gain of almost 4 pounds, but some of the subjects in this group actually lost weight, while others gained twice as much as the average. And when the variance in results is that wide, you'd need a lot more subjects in your study before those averages would be very meaningful. Okay, despite all of these statistics nerd caveats, it is still somewhat surprising that the group that ate all those extra calories didn't gain more weight than they did, and that the differences between them and the control group weren't bigger.
0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
1: Today's episode is supported by Vegamore, a line of hair care products specifically formulated to promote thicker, fuller, longer looking hair. Results from double blind tests among real users showed meaningful differences in the amount of shedding, volume, and density. Now, when it comes to seeing results like this, the key is consistency. For best results, you want to use these products as directed for at least three months, and their monthly subscription makes that easy. It means you never run low, and plus, you save more. I've been using the products for a couple of weeks now, so it's still a little too soon to see the full impact, especially of the Grow Serum. But I love the way the shampoo and the conditioner smell. And I got to say, my hair is looking healthy and bouncy. So elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamore. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription order by going to vegamore.com slash diva and use the code diva at checkout. That's dot com slash diva and the code diva to save 20% on your first order. part of the answer to the mystery of the disappearing calories may lie in something called the thermic effect of food. And this refers to the calories that we spend digesting and metabolizing our food. In my previous episode called Metabolism Myths, I described the thermic effect of food as a sort of transaction tax that your body charges you to convert the energy in your food into a form that your cells can use. It's kind of like changing money in a foreign country. In order to convert your dollars into euros, you have to pay the money changer a fee. As it turns out, you pay a significantly higher transaction fee to convert protein into cellular energy than to convert carbohydrates or fat. And in this sense, all calories are not created equal. Now, the thermic effect of food is also significantly higher in very muscular individuals than it is in normal or overweight individuals, and this may partially explain why these young bodybuilders seem to burn through all of those extra calories from protein, or most of them anyway. As the researchers point out, quote, it is very difficult for trained subjects to gain lean body mass and body weight in general without significant changes in their training program, end quote. In other words, if you are very muscular and you want to gain weight or muscle, simply eating more isn't going to do it. You're also going to have to lift more. And that's pretty much what this study demonstrated. But what does that mean for those of us who are no longer 20 years old with 12% body fat? Well, previous studies have demonstrated that feeding people excess calories, even in the form of protein, pretty reliably leads to weight gain. The biggest difference seems to be that overeating on a higher protein diet leads you to gain both fat and muscle, while overeating a lower protein diet leads to gaining mostly fat. And so here are my takeaways for the rest of us. Increasing your protein intake may offer several benefits, including gaining or preserving lean muscle tissue, having greater appetite control, and a small boost in your metabolism thanks to that thermic effect of food. But to avoid unintended weight gain, I suggest that you reduce your intake of calories from other foods to compensate for the increased calories from protein. And before we wrap up here, I have an exciting announcement. Brock Armstrong, you may know him from the Get Fit Guy podcast, and I have just launched a brand new podcast called The Change Academy, and we talk about the art and science of behavior change and how to make sustainable, positive changes in any aspect of your life, we'd love for you to check it out. You'll find the Change Academy podcast wherever you listen, or you can visit our website at changeacademypodcast.com to get a link to the show in your favorite podcasting app. Thanks Fabio for suggesting today's topic. You'll find a transcript of the show along with links to the research I reviewed at quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have an idea for a podcast or a study that you'd like me to look into, you can send me an email at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com or call the Nutrition Diva listener line at 443-961-6206 and leave me a message. Our show is produced by Nathan Sems, edited by Karen Hertzberg, and our team at McMillan Audio also includes Morgan Ratner, Michelle Margulis, Emily Miller, and our director, Kathy Doyle. Thanks for listening, and remember to eat something good for me.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car.